0: Chapter 4 of The Broken Vase and Other Stories. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Broken Vase and Other Stories for Children and Youth, compiled by a Teacher. Belleville School Bonnie Belleville, Bonnie Belleville, I can think upon thee yet, And many a year will pass ere I thy pleasant scenes forget thy summers and thy winters all may in their turn depart but their record still is graven on the tablet of my heart belleville school was delightfully situated and when the morning sun shone on the grove of chestnut trees gilded the church spire and was reflected from the winding brook a more lovely scene was not to be gazed on many a light-hearted girl received there that instruction which made her the ornament of her domestic circle and added to the happiness of her future days There, the ignorant were informed, the timid encouraged, the bold reproved, the vicious punished, and the virtuous rewarded. What has a young person to do with pride? Pride may make all around it uncomfortable and excite a great deal of angry feeling, but it can never render its possessor happy. Many a pretty face has been spoilt for a short time by being rubbed over with blackberries, but a little clean water has made the face as beautiful as before. This is not the case when a countenance is disfigured with pride, for neither cold nor hot water will penetrate more than skin deep, whereas pride is rooted in the very heart. Of all the young people at Belleville School, Arabella Clark had the most pride. She was, indeed, unbearable. No one could discover half the beauty or half the cleverness which she saw in herself, though none of her companions could deny that she had a fair face and a tolerable understanding. Arabella Clark was sixteen years of age, and had nearly finished her education. Every hour of the day she gave herself airs, nor was there a young person near her whom she had not displeased, at one time or other, by her insufferable pride. It was a common saying, "'You are as proud as Arabella Clark,' and no circumstance gave the schoolgirls half so much pleasure as an opportunity of mortifying their vain companion." Now it happened that a grand spectacle was to be seen in the park, and everyone expected that the place would be thronged with fashionable people. A few of the elder girls of Belleville School were permitted to attend, and as the park was at some distance, a coach was ordered for the occasion. Arabella was foolishly determined to outdo her comrades, and for this purpose she borrowed of a friend a very handsome feather. With this feather stuck in her hat, she walked about among her companions, giving herself more airs than before, and ridiculing the less showy bonnets of those around her. Pride ought always to be mortified, and it generally is. Two of Arabello's schoolfellows made up their minds to punish her for her ill behavior, and before the coach drove up to the school, they contrived to pin on the back of her police a paper with the following inscription, Miss Wiggins lent her the feather. Little suspecting the trick which had been played her, Arabella skipped into the coach, and in a short time alighted at the park, which was thronged with company. Scarcely had she proceeded a dozen yards, looking about her with an air of self-satisfaction, before she heard a titter, while someone whispered loud enough for those around to hear, "'Miss Wiggins lent her the feather!' Arabella, believing that one of her companions was the whisperer, turned round with a frown, and saw a whole party laughing. "'I wonder who Miss Wiggins is?' asked one of them provokingly. "'I cannot tell that,' replied another. "'But, you see, Miss Wiggins lent her the feather.'" Mortified at these remarks, Arabella hurried on to get away from the ill-mannerly people around her. But wherever she went, a laugh reached her ear, and the provoking observation, Miss Wiggins lent her the feather. "'The higher you shoot an arrow into the air, the deeper will it sink into the ground when it falls.' and in like manner, the prouder a spirit is, the deeper shame and humiliation it has to endure when humbled. Arabella Clark was stung to the quick. "'Look, look!' cried a young man, fashionably dressed. "'What do you think of that, Tom? Miss Wiggins lent her the feather.' "'I wish Miss Wiggins would lend me one,' replied his companion. "'But what necessity is there for the whole world to be told of it?' "'A well-dressed young woman,' "'said a fat gentleman as he passed her. "'True, my love,' replied his wife, who turned back to look at her. "'But Miss Wiggins lent her the feather. "'In pushing among the crowd to get out of the park, "'the paper fell from Arabella's police, "'but not before fifty persons, at least, "'had repeated in as many different tones. "'Miss Wiggins lent her the feather. "'Arabella, with a flushed face, a heavy heart, and a wounded spirit,' "'reached the school without ever suspecting the cause of her mortification. "'The stratagem had succeeded so well that the two girls who had contrived it "'determined to resort to it again if Arabella did not conduct herself "'in a more affable and humble manner. "'Bad habits are not easily overcome, "'and in a short period Arabella became as unbearable as she was before. "'About this time Arabella and the two schoolfellows, "'who had played her the trick in the park set off to a little village at no great distance the pride of arabella had led her on this occasion to put on a pair of pink silk stockings that she might be smarter than her companions now these silk stockings had a large hole in one of the toes which she had neglected to mend her schoolfellows being aware of this circumstance laid their plan accordingly and when they arrived at the entrance of the village under pretense of arranging arabella's shawl they pinned a paper to it written as follows She has a hole in the toe of her stocking. There happened to be a merry-making in the village, so that a throng was gathered together. Two or three rude lads who had observed the paper came up to read it, and one of them cried out, She has a hole in the toe of her stocking. This was immediately repeated by the rest, and half a dozen young ragamuffins hooted out at once, She has a hole in her stocking. Poor Arabella reddened up to her very ears, for she was too conscious of the fact not to apply what the boy said to herself. By turning, however, into a shop, she escaped from her tormentors. Her two companions made some excuse to leave her by herself. When she came once more into the street, a butcher cried out to another on the other side of the way, "'Bill, lad, she has a hole in the toe of her stocking!' Arabella hastened on, extremely mortified." "'and yet wondering how it was possible for any one to see "'that the toe of her stocking was out of repair. "'As she crossed the marketplace, the jeering of the country fellows, "'the laughing of the women, and the hallooing of the lads were intolerable. "'What a pity it is,' said one, "'that such fine stockings should have a hole in the toe.' "'What is the matter?' cried another. "'Oh, nothing at all,' said a third. "'She has only got a hole in the toe of her stocking.' The uproar increased, and Arabella was half-dead with vexation and fright when she joined her companions, humbled to the very dust. She caught hold of them to support her, and burst into tears. The paper, unseen by her, was unpinned from her shawl, and thankful was Arabella Clark to escape from the mortification she had endured. An obstinate malady requires strong medicine and nothing but such complete humiliations as she had endured would have corrected the insufferable pride of Arabella Clark. In course of time the whole school became acquainted with the tricks which had been played Arabella, and the extreme mortification they had drawn upon her. Their proud schoolfellow became more humble, affable, and amiable, for whenever she manifested the accustomed pride and haughtiness of her disposition, she was immediately rebuked by an allusion to the past though her hat did look smart in the park, one would say. Miss Wiggins lent her the feather. And if she does toss up her head, another would reply. Yet, for aught I know, she has a hole in the toe of her stocking. End of Belleville School, read by Laurie Ann Walden